Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from Damascus, it's the 4th and Inches show with <laughs> Jenna and the Sherpas. Now entering our 11th season. Jenna, how was your off season? Well... Well, the Cowboys are already in shambles. Uh, the D.C. area, I'm not really sure which end is up as, as far as football goes. But other than that, things are going just fine. <laughs> How about you? Um, okay. Uh, as I was mentioning to you just before we went on the air, we have a new addition to the family, a, a gray cat named Blue. And uh, other than that, everything <laughs> is uh, pretty much as it was last usual? year, except for the little coronavirus thing, which is... Of yeah, course, that, that uh, pesky little pandemic people may not have heard of. Disrupting everybody's lives and uh, killing a lot more people than it needs to. But uh, anyway, that's um, we're supposed to be a relief from that. Also, uh, we can yeah. at least try to pretend that's the case for the next hour. Hey, might as well, right? The rest of the world's too heavy. That's what we're here for. Not only are we going to guide exactly. you to fantasy football victory, but give you a little reprieve from all the nonsense out there. Maybe. <laughs> we'll be here every week with you on Tuesday nights, which will be our normal time at 8.30 Eastern. And, of course, you can download us anytime after the fact and take us on the go on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. And like always, we're here to answer your questions, not just now, but all week long. So feel free to reach out. Obviously, this is a little bit of an unprecedented season, but uh, we we will have some normalcy. Um, some players obviously opted out. We've had some injuries already, uh, a lot of new faces in a lot of new places. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see how the season shakes out. We'll start where we do every week um, with the injury report, which at least is not as terrible just yet. Uh, and then, of course, we'll take you through our game picks, who to start, who to sit, daily fa- daily fantasy picks, and I'm sure just a few disagreements along the way. Um, but as far as injuries, this I don't think you'll have time to cook an entire turkey dinner here, but you could probably make a sandwich or two. Um, it's a bad time to be a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a bad time to be a wide receiver, and that's where you're going to see the majority of our issues this week. Starting out west with the 49ers, Debo Samuel uh, is still dealing with a foot injury. I feel like we've been saying that for two years. Uh, He did not practice today. In Houston, wide receiver Brandon Cooks is dealing with a quad injury. He's questionable for tomorrow night's game. Um, Probably going to come down to a game-time decision there. They desperately need him since, I don't know if you've heard, DeAndre Hopkins has left town. In Dallas, wide receiver Amari Cooper is forever questionable, but he did practice fully today uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. Paul's going to be dealing with a tough defensive matchup this week, but the hamstring seems to be okay for the moment. In New England, wide receiver Julian Edelman is dealing with a knee injury. He was limited at practice today. It looks like he'll play. He generally plays through everything. Uh, how good the matchup is, we'll get to that in a little bit. In Philadelphia, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey did not practice with a foot injury. Stop me if you've heard that one before. 
More interesting, though, running back Miles Samuels or Sanders is limited with hamstring injury. Uh, that seems to be a little more serious, so we've got some options for you coming up out in uh, – New York, New Jersey, however you want to look at it. The Jets quarterback, Joe Flacco, dealing with a neck injury. He was limited. Obviously not your starter this week, but worth, uh, worth keeping an eye on. Wide receivers, Brashad Perriman and Jameson Crowder were both full participants today after missing time the last couple of days with knee and hamstring injuries, respectively. In Tampa Bay, I don't know if you've heard, but they've had a couple of new additions. One standard there, though, Mike Evans. Uh, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He missed another practice, and they're calling him, quote, day-to-day. Newsflash, Mike Evans, we're all day-to-day. But I think we'll probably see him on the field. How much he's targeted this week, we'll see, but I think he'll be out there come Sunday. The Chargers center, Mike Pouncey, is going to be a game-time decision. Uh, That is not related to the neck injury he dealt with all last season, but it is worth noting because without a preseason and not having your center there, Makes for a little more difficult of a time at quarterback. Also, wide receiver Mike Williams is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been practicing some this week, but not fully, so keep an eye on that. Out in Baltimore, running back Justice Hill is dealing with a thigh injury. He did not practice along with wide receiver Chris Moore, who's dealing with a finger injury. The majority of the Browns' defense is already pretty banged up. Not that they were maybe the number one defense you were looking for to begin with, but they are certainly not healthy. In Detroit, wide receiver Danny Amendola, who is unfortunately forever injured, is dealing with a hamstring injury, as well as Kenny Galladay. Uh, and running back DeAndre Swift is dealing with a hip injury. They were all limited today at practice, all hoping to play this week. In Miami, wide receiver Devontae Parker was limited today with a hamstring injury. Also, the majority of their cornerbacks either did not practice or were limited as well. Keep an eye on that when you're looking at defenses this week. Chicago also dealing with some defensive problems. Their linebackers are not 100% and missing a lot of time there. Also running back David Montgomery is dealing with a groin injury, and wide receiver Cordell Patterson is dealing with a bad knee. They were both limited today in Indianapolis. Center Ryan Kelly was dealing with a knee injury. He's limited and questionable coming into this week. And last but certainly not least, in Atlanta, wide receiver Russell Gage was limited with a groin injury. So a couple of big names out there that you're going to want to have a backup plan for. I was able to download a pirated copy of Tenet and watch it while you were doing the injuries. (laughs) Imagine what it's going to look like next week. (laughs) Not that we're wishing ill will on anyone, but not being in a bubble seems like it's just fraught with disaster. So we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. So I have a few questions um, for you before we get started on our normal waiver wire round and then the players that we like and want to avoid this week. But um, do you think, given the lack of a preseason, the defenses are going to have more of an advantage than usual over offenses to start the season? And therefore, we might see lower scoring games out of the gate than we normally would. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been going back and forth on this. I think the defenses will have an advantage, um, but I do think there are some teams that are, are really lacking in defense, and especially with, with places like Carolina who are bringing in so many young guys and you're just not really sure without anyone playing a preseason game how they're gelling. And I think with so many rookie quarterbacks, um, there's, there's a lot of new faces at quarterback around the league as well. It's hard without a preseason to really gauge what an offense looks like, how good they're going to be. I think that this whole first week, and really the first, in my mind, three or four weeks, 
of a normal season is a feeling out period, but even more so now just because we really have no feel for any chemistry or who's really, who's really overachieving or maybe not where they need to be yet. So I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be lower scoring games, but I think that they're, there's potential for a lot more lopsided games. Or maybe the teams rely more on the run at first, yeah. which in theory should be easier to defense than the path is too, but uh, we'll see. Um, here's another one for you, which is related to a point you mentioned while you were answering the first question, but would you tend to favor teams early in the season that are relatively in stable situations that have the same coach or same coordinators or same quarterbacks as they did last year, or do you think that doesn't matter so much? I think it definitely matters. Um, I think that right now with the way the off season has gone, how things have been more limited, um, you're certainly not as, as in person and doing as many off season workouts and things like that as you were. Um, I think that, at least for me, especially this week, I'm certainly favoring teams that have had a little more stability in the offseason, particularly on offense, um, less coaching changes, less personnel changes, quarterbacks with a little more experience. I just think lends itself to a better outcome than while Joe Burrow is, is I'm sure, going to be great and he's a number one pick for a reason, I, I've, I haven't seen him – in any kind of NFL game speed yet. He hasn't had somebody coming unprotected at him that's giant and the best at their position. Like, I just, I don't know how some of these teams with new faces and younger players are really going to fare right away because you've missed so many crucial weeks. Yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting to see. I would tend to agree with you on that. And I'll be particularly interested to, see what happens week one in this uh, particular battle of quadragenarian quarterbacks that we'll get to later, one who's in a stable yeah. situation and <laughs> one who's uh, not. So we'll see how that goes. But And then uh, lastly, just rookies. Um, do you trust them less this year than you usually would? And who are some of the rookies that you, you know, have your eye on in particular? Um, I certainly trust them less, again, just because they haven't had the kind of time with their team to build that chemistry. You haven't had that on-the-field time. Um, And I just – I think that getting to know you, period, and spending time not necessarily on the practice field with the rest of your team is really what builds that chemistry and that trust. And I think not having that is going to be something that uh, could become glaringly obvious very quickly. um, Rookie-wise, as far as guys that I'm I'm looking at this season, I really like – see, I like Joe Burrow a lot, and I think as the season goes on, he becomes a much more interesting pick for me. Right now, I'd be terrified to start him. Um, out in, in Dallas, I mean, obviously, old CD is pretty much the best thing that's happened in this offseason. There's been a lot of injuries. I'm clearly not at all bitter about this yet. Uh, but C.D. Lamb, I think, is going to be a really interesting watch, especially with Amari Cooper maybe not being the healthiest team in out there. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, is going to be really interesting. I just, I, It's so hard to say without seeing guys how they're going to fare. So it's hard to get excited about a lot of them. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, there are a few running backs that, in theory, could make you know, a difference right out of the block. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking of 
Clyde Edwards Hoyer, obviously in Kansas City and you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. But, you know, even somebody like James Robinson, you know, an undrafted free agent with Jacksonville, does he get a chance to shine? Or, yeah. you know, um, what about the kid in Washington, Antonio Gibson? You know, what's now that Adrian yeah, I mean, Peterson everybody else got released and, and left town. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Wide receivers, you know, as you mentioned, you know, lots of interesting new names, um, Quarterbacks, I guess it's mainly you know, just um, you know Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa. I can't say his name yet, and get the San Antonio Holmes. Um, I know, I know. You know, San Antonio Holmes <laughs> Award on that, but uh, I'll work on it. I'm still in preseason pronunciation mode. We, but, we got. I think know, we have a couple then, of games, so we should be okay. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll just call him Tua, and then in the there you, you know for tight ends, I don't think there are any real you know guys that you have to have in a dynasty draft uh, this year, but, you know, yeah. a couple guys to keep an eye on. But, uh, yeah, so lots of uh, new faces and lots of uh, older faces and unfamiliar places. So, you know, lots of interesting stuff going on. <laughs> so should we get to uh, some waiver wire recommendations? Yeah, yeah. Should we start with right, the um, uh, always lovely running backs? <laughs> yeah, start with running backs. Um, some guys that I have my – I on Malcolm Brown, who seems to be at least a nominal starter in you know for mm-hmm. the Rams, even though Cam Akers is a high draft pick out of Florida State and you know is probably going to get a lot of opportunity there. A couple guys. I mean, if there's anyone who knows how to run well. behind a, a shoddy offensive line, it's it's Akers. <laughs> tough tough go over the yeah. yeah. Um but uh Malcolm Brown is actually, you know, somebody that I would like to pick up if he's there on waivers um, for this week since he's the nominal starter. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you've, I don't know how good their offense is going to be, but, you know, they do have a somewhat stable coaching situation, and they've got, you know, James Robinson and Devine and Zigbo both there. So those guys are probably 6'3", I'd be most interested in just, you know, as potential starters and then, some guys to stash on your bench if you have the room. Uh, Alexander Madison in Minnesota, Chase Edmonds in Arizona, Tony Pollard in Dallas, and then Boston Scott in Philadelphia. Those are some running backs I have my eye on. Yeah, I, I have no real issue with your, your list at all. Um, I think I'm probably higher on Boston Scott than a lot of people are this week. I'm very skeptical of, of Miles Sanders and and his ailing leg, hamstring, it's just, it's all the time he's not healthy. So Boston Scott, I was really, had some flashes of greatness last year. I think he's sharing the ball a little less this year, and he's got a potential for having a nice game this week and potentially down the road could steal a starting job. Okay, for wide receivers, um, talk about uh, old names, but uh, Deshaun Jackson is, apparently healthy to He's start healthy the season for the moment <laughs> and very few other receivers in Philadelphia are. So I think that gives him a definite uh, leg up. We'll see how he and Carson Wentz work together. Um, Mike Williams is surprisingly available in a lot of leagues, at least yeah. on Yahoo, which I know he's got a new quarterback there who hasn't had a lot of success. In but he's so past, good. But and I, he I runs such think, a good route. You know, yeah, even the lousiest football team, you know, they're going to have 3,000-plus yards yeah. passing, and somebody's got to have a good chunk of that. And 
you know, of course, you know, they've also got Keenan Allen there, but uh, Mike Williams is, you know, somebody that if he's out there, you know, a lot of potential. Um, Justin Jefferson, another uh, in the rookie brigade in Minnesota, although, you know, his quarterback, I think, probably limits his ceiling there somewhat. Sammy Watkins, uh, surprisingly available in a lot of leagues, even though he's a starter on the you know, most prolific offense in football. Preston Williams yeah. in Miami, who <laughs> got off to a nice start last year and then uh, had the unfortunate injury. Robbie Anderson, yeah. who's transitioned from the Jets down to Carolina. Uh, Jalen Rager, who is banged up to start the season, but you know I expect that uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunity with the Eagles before the end of the season. And then uh, Paris Campbell, who has a new quarterback and uh, apparently some new opportunity in Indianapolis. So those are the wide receivers I'm most interested in. Any comments on that list or any that you'd uh, like to add to the list? I'm with you there. Uh, Deshaun Jackson will not be healthy for a very long period of time, so this is really the week or two to take advantage of it. Something will happen. It always does. Uh, Alan Lazard out in Green Bay I think is poised for a really nice week and potentially season as long as he and anyone else in that wide receiver court can stay healthy. I also really like Randall Cobb in Houston just because everybody has such a terrible injury history there um, that I think that they're going to have to give him some more looks. He's very reliable as long as he's out there. Um, I just, it, it's real wide open. <laughs> it really is this season. Hopefully some of the receivers will be too. So, um, quarterbacks, <laughs> quarterbacks, um, some guys that are out there that I like. Teddy Bridgewater is a really intriguing name to me. I know, you know that I'm not sure how goes to feel about it. My, yeah, it goes against my stable <laughs> situation thing that I mentioned at the beginning. But you know, he's somebody that I'm really interested in. Uh, if I were streaming quarterbacks or needed somebody suddenly because of an injury. Drew Locke, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Darnold, who supposedly has a better offensive line and some decent receivers to work with. Philip Rivers, who you know is, should still have yeah. good receivers and potentially even a better offensive line in Indianapolis. Although I don't know what was up with his throwing motion at the end of last season. Hopefully that was not something that he brought with know. him to Indianapolis. But we'll see. Hopefully uh, not. Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Um, this is really a make or break season for him. It wasn't uh, looking too likely for a while that he'd actually still be the starting quarterback, even though he brought property next door to um, John Gruden, but uh, there he is. I don't think they're doing it. I don't think they're borrowing sugar from each other. (laughs) Probably not. Um, Tyrod Taylor in Los Angeles with the Chargers taking Philip Rivers' spot. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who had a surprisingly uh, nice comeback last year in Tennessee. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know you hate, in San Francisco, nope, and then uh, her cousin in Minnesota. <laughs> so if I had to scoop somebody off the waiver wire in a hurry because of an injury or just needed to stash a second guy on my bench, um, those are some of the guys I'd have my eye on. Uh, how about you? I'm very excited about Tyrod Taylor, especially this week. I love his matchup. Obviously, I'm a big Gardner Minshew homer. Um not entirely sure what on earth that Jaguars team is going to look like at this point, but I am pretty confident that Gardner Minshew is going to be there wearing a bandana. And, you know, if nothing else, I can, I can keep the faith in that. Um, Philip Rivers, I think is interesting. I'm 
I just never really know what I'm going to get out of him. Um, also, now this pains me a little bit to say because we all know how much I love Nick Foley and Dynamite who lost out on the starting job to Mitchell Trubisky. But I think that if you're in a deeper league and maybe you need somebody or you're in a two quarterback league, I think the matchup this week and uh, against your Giants next week could, could it give him, if nothing else, some garbage time points, but I think he's going to have to throw the ball. Um, so he's, he's supposed to put some points up. I don't think he's going to be the end all be all, but I think it's interesting. It'll be a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm in the camp that thinks that the Jaguars are probably uh, tanking this season and you know, going to spend the number one pick that they'll likely have next year on the quarterback, either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. But then again, you know, it's interesting because now that there isn't really going to be a college season, or at least not you know in the Big Ten, you know what does that mean for mm-hmm. Justin Fields? You know, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what's going on with you know the you know, ACC and the. SEC and all, so we'll, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens there, but um, yeah, it just, I don't know. So, and uh, moving on to tight ends, some guys that I like that are widely available on waivers, uh, Greg Olson, who's brought his act to uh, Seattle. Hopefully he can stay healthy there long enough to uh, have a nice connection with Russell Wilson. Eric Ebron is now in Pittsburgh. Uh, which leaves Jack Doyle behind in Indianapolis, like both those guys. O.J. Howard is mm-hmm. obviously overshadowed by the other uh, tight end acquisition in uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys um, heard about Tampa that. this <laughs> year, but um, <laughs> might still be a role for him. Ian Thomas still sharing reps with uh, Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota, but uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Ian Thomas is in Carolina. I was confusing him with Herb Smith, who uh, is in fact in Minnesota and sharing reps yeah. with uh, Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> I'm still in preseason mode. And then uh, Tyler Eifert, um, <laughs> who is uh, now in Jacksonville, I believe. And uh, yeah. so those are some guys that um, that I might pick up if I were desperate for a, a tight end, but hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're not. Um, also big into the Tyler Eifert pick. Um, like we said, the Jaguars probably not going to be that good. We know their offensive line is not that great. Uh, so for me, yeah, for my money, Tyler Eifert is, as long as he's healthy, very reliable, and he's there, you don't have a lot of time, you're tight ends who you're looking for. Um, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron, I couldn't agree more. And Dallas Goddard, I know people aren't as high on him just because, you know, the Eagles actually have some people at wide receiver as opposed to how the season ended last year. Um, but health has not been their strong point. Dallas Goddard has very short hands. He's been very consistent. Uh, I like him more than a lot of people do, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he was a top 15, top 20 tight end last year, depending mm-hmm. on your scoring system, even yeah. as the second tight end in an Eagles offense, which is mentioned had a lot of, uh, yeah, and they had a lot of injuries at wide receiver last year and yeah. ended up playing guys deal. from the practice squad. So, but uh, yeah, he, and, you know, heaven forbid something happens to uh, Zach Ertz, you know, he's probably the uh, top, you know, five mm-hmm. tight end then. So anyway, definitely, yeah. yeah, that's a good addition to the list. And then, um, I mean, now Sean Jeffrey's already banged called... up. <laughs> We're in mid-season form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So same as it ever was for him. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just cut him in a dynasty league not too long ago to 
roster somebody like Preston Williams or uh, Paris Campbell. I, I can't remember Williams. which, but uh, yeah, I hope it's Preston Williams. Yeah. So if, if it wasn't one, it was the other. But um, And now some defenses <laughs> that you might want to consider streaming for week one that are widely available. The Chargers um, at Cincinnati, you know, Joe Burrow looked great at LSU, and everybody's been raving about him in practice. But still, as you mentioned, no live game action. So, you know, you know yeah. the Chargers defense about that. It. Uh, yeah, Tennessee going up against Denver and uh, Drew Locke. That's a situation that I'd like to exploit this week. And then also Detroit. I don't know how good their defense is going to be, but they are playing Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offense this week. So that might be another matchup to take uh, advantage of if you find yourself uh, needing to stream a defense for week one. I might also throw the Jets onto that list. Um not that I think they're going to win the game, <laughs> but I think that's going to be one of the lower scoring games of the of the season or the season, the week. And uh, they fared pretty well against them last year. So I think that regardless of the fact that they're going to lose this game, I think their defense may still be a pretty decent play. Yeah. My, my concern there would be that, you know, the Bills have uh, another you know, top notch wide receiver this year in Stefan Diggs. Of course, again, does he have the chemistry with Josh Allen or is Josh Allen going to overthrow him by 20 yards? But then, you know, the it's Jets traded Jamal Adams it really is. away. <laughs> you know, the Jets traded Jamal Adams away, and I'm not sure what their secondary is going to be like. So, uh, but yeah, that, that could be an interesting matchup, a defense to uh, go after this week, too. And as you mentioned, they are widely available. So, so why don't we uh, get on to some uh, invite, you know, top ten lists and some avoid lists for this week? Um, why don't okay. we start off with running back? I'll give you my running backs and then uh, be interested to hear your list. I'll start off my um, top ten running backs for this week. I've got your uh, your your bell cow Ezekiel Elliott at the top of my yes. list. Um, rookie Clyde Edwards Hilaire second, Miles Sanders third, Chris Carson fourth, Kenyon Drake fifth, Alvin Kamara sixth, Saquon Barkley seven, James Conner eight, the Marlin Mac Jonathan Taylor combo. I'm already going with the combos in week one. Uh, number nine and the Jordan Howard Matt Breida um, combo is my uh, 10th ranked um, option for this week. Uh, so, what's your list look like, Jenna? Good news couple of your guys on your list are on my avoid list this week, so we are right in mid-season form. <laughs> I'm going to pick up right where I left off last season. Just like every other week, I have Christian McCaffrey as my number one overall running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook, second. Ezekiel Elliott, all the way down on third on my list. I, I think I'm actually more down on the Cowboys than pretty much anyone right now. Uh, at four, I'm I've got... Okay. Your boy, Saquon Bark, uh, Josh Jacobs running out my top five, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, James Conner, and Kenyon Drake running out my top ten. Well, we had some overlap. And uh, for bit. my avoid list at running back this week, I've got the Divine and Zigbo James Robinson combination. <laughs> so pretty much anybody in Jacksonville I would stay away from. Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick for the Washington football team. I would avoid anybody that plays for a football team, nicknamed the football team. Uh, Le'Veon Bell with the Jets, Nick Chubb with the Browns, Kareem Hunt with the Browns, 
and uh, Devin Singletary and uh, Tariq Cohen with the Bears um, rounding out my avoid list this week, which I think only had nine players on it. But you'll forgive me. I'll make up for it with wide receivers. (laughs) Plus, you always do tandem, so it's all right. I think you got there. But uh, I also have Devin Singletary and Le'Veon Bell on my avoid list. I'm a little higher on Tariq Cohen than you are. Um, I have Miles Sanders on my avoid list, David Montgomery, Jordan Howard, Leonard Fournette, who, shockingly, I know I'm I'm always very much on his side. Uh, this week, I'm not I'm not here for it. Latavius Murray, DeAndre Swift, Rex Burkhead, and James Robinson. So, Jacksonville, uh, maybe not my favorite team this week either. <laughs> or any week. Um, how about wide receivers? Who's in your top ten for wide receivers? <laughs> I've got Michael Thomas at the top of my list. Incredible wide receiver. He can catch anything. He seems to get open all the time. And he's got the benefit of playing with a quarterback he's been playing with for years on an offense that really wasn't hit with a whole lot of change this offseason. I think that is invaluable. I've got Devontae Adams at two because, as we all know, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers homer. And I think that people are undervaluing him and this team overall. Again, same deal. They just got healthy. Not a lot of change. I like that. Tyree Kill in Kansas City, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin rounding out my top five. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I've got him ranked higher than pretty much everyone on the planet, but I like him this week. I'm excited about Big Ben coming back. Adam Steelen, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, and Allen Robinson rounding out my top ten. All right, I think we had three overlaps <laughs> on the wide receiver list. Um I have Tyreek Hill at the top of my list as well. Uh, Michael Thomas is number two on my list, but could easily be 1A and 1B. Um, Amari Cooper is third on my list. Juju Smith-Schuster, fourth. Robert Woods, five. T.Y. Hilton, six. Tyler Lockett, seven. DeAndre Hopkins making his Arizona debut this week, eight. D.K. Metcalf, nine. And the Sterling Shepard-Darius Slayton combo uh, is rounding out my top ten at wide receiver. There you go. I, I don't have a lot of beef with it. Um, I've got a couple of bigger names on my avoid list this week. Julian Edelman actually at the top of it. I don't love that he's not healthy. I don't love how much change the Patriots have had. I Obviously, I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. It's not news to anybody who's listened to the show in 11 years. Um, also worth noting, the Patriots had more players opt out uh, due to COVID than anybody else. So, a lot of new faces. Uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Parker also on my avoid list. Uh, I think there are better options there. Uh, clearly not really excited about the wide receivers in this game. <laughs> John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, and Henry Ruggs also on my avoid list. As well as as much as I'm excited about C.D. Lamb, uh, I don't know if this is a matchup for him. And Curtis Samuel also avoiding this week. Okay, I promised you I would make up for my shortball on the running backs list with the wide receiver list. I'm going to hit you up. <laughs> We're going to avoid all wide receivers. You're only starting running backs. <laughs> wide receivers to avoid. Exactly. Um, <laughs> DJ Chark at the top of my list, Terry McLaurin, Jamison Crowder, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams, who I know you like, uh, John Brown, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Green, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy rounding out my wide receiver. Just, to just for uh, everybody listening, a little spoiler for the end of our show when we talk about daily fantasy picks and value plays, pretty much every wide receiver that the Sherpa is looking to avoid this week, I think is okay to start in your daily. 
<laughs> All right. Well, anyway. we'll have to have you report back next week on how your daily fantasy teams do this week. Love so, the generate gambling. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, especially this week when it's pretty much a dart throw, I think. So really um, for quarterbacks, my top 10 list this week uh, has Patrick Mahomes at the top of it. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. two, Kyler Murray, three, Dak Prescott, four, Drew Brees, five, Philip Rivers, six, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of your favorites, seven, Ben Roethlisberger, eight, Jared Goff, nine, and uh, homeboy for me, Daniel Jones, uh, ten. Old Danny Dimes, hit the top ten early. I like it. <laughs> he's in He's in my purgatory. He's out in the middle of the pack for me. Uh, I also have Patrick okay. Mahomes and his gazillion-dollar backloaded contract at uh, number one on my list as well. Uh, Lamar Jackson definitely got something to prove. Cleveland defense maybe not all that healthy or that great. I think that's going to be a good matchup this week. Deshaun Watson at three. Uh, Dak Prescott, I also have at four on my list. Josh Allen, all the way up at five. I know you're excited about it. Russell Wilson. (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger making his comeback. Uh, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Drew Brees running on my top ten. Well, we agreed on half of them. That's better than usual. That's actually pretty good for us, all things considered, when it comes to yeah. quarterbacks. That's, that might be a record. So you'll be happy to know Deshaun Watson headlines my avoid list for this week. Um, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater um, is uh, also on that list. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Dwayne Haskins, and Mitchell Trubisky, although if you're starting any of those last three uh, – Chances are your fantasy team is sunk before the season has even begun. Godspeed, if you were. It's going to be a tough week. Although this is the week, anything can happen. It's, it's going to be good. Um, I know it's going to surprise you that Cam Newton is on my avoid list, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Just to make things Not fair, really. Gardner Minshew and Derek Carr also making an appearance on the avoid list as well. Uh, Philip Rivers... Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm excited about him overall, just not excited about him this week. Uh, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, gang's all here. I don't love my avoid list, but I think it's it's necessary. Okay, how about uh, tight ends? Who's in your top ten? Uh, number one, I've got George Kittle. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think that really he's just he's just so good. Uh, pretty much one A, Travis Kelsey. Uh, another good matchup this week. Zach Ertz, while I am very excited about the Alice Goddard, Zach Ertz, as long as he's healthy, is a great pick. Darren Waller at four, and Mark Green Andrews rounding out my top five. Like I said, I think that Ravens team has something to prove. Hunter Henry at six, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram, uh, Noah Font, and returning to the fold, old Rob Gronkowski. Running out the top ten. We um, agree on five again for the tight end list. <laughs> Um, okay, that's not terrible. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey's at the top of my list. Uh, Darren Waller second, mm-hmm. Zach Ertz three. Uh, your friend Mike Yeski, um yes. is uh, fourth Mike. on my list. <laughs> George Kittle five, Evan Ingram six, Jack Doyle seven, Hayden Hurst in his new home with Matt Ryan uh, throwing the ball to him is eight. Greg Olson also in a new place, and Jared Cook uh, decidedly not in a new place. Round out my top ten. And then uh, honorable mention to uh, Blake Jarwin, Tyler Higby, and Eric Ebron. Okay. All right. I'm 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 very intrigued by Blake Jarwin. Um, I, I really want him to be good. 
I am just very worried about this this match this week for the Cowboys. Worried, period. I would love to Cowboys. see somebody bring a Jar Jar Banks <laughs> poster to a Cowboys game and oh. look like Jarwin's jersey number, superimpose that on him. That'd be wonderful. If I weren't immunocompromised and terrified of getting coronavirus and would get on a plane to Dallas, I would do that for you. <laughs> maybe you can put out the uh, word to some of your peeps, you know, maybe your, your fellow yeah. Cowboy yeah. friends. I'm sure somebody in Cowboy Nation will be willing to do that for a free plug a on the Fourth and Inches show. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, my avoid list, unfortunately, has Blake Jarwin on it. Uh, also, TJ Hawkinson. Austin Hooper, Chris Herndon, Eric Ebron, who I love so much, but I think there are better options this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham, Johnny Smith, Tyler Eifert, Irv Smith, and Ian Thomas. So we agreed on about half of our avoid list, too. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I have Mark Andrews at the top of my avoid list, so uh, it sounds like we uh, view Baltimore's prospects a little differently this week, but we'll I get to that so. momentarily. Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, Chris Herndon, who's been getting a lot of preseason hype with the Jets, uh, Tyler Eifert, mm-hmm. Ian Thomas, Jimmy Graham, O.J. Howard, and Noah Fant, um, all on my avoid list for this week. See, the biggest problem for Chris Herndon is he's still on the Jets. <laughs> Anywhere else I'd be a lot more yeah. excited, but sorry, Jets fans. Well, they will be playing from behind a lot, and you figure they'll be this throwing the ball probably more than your average team and checking down uh, – more often than your average team, but uh, we'll see. So um, as far as defenses go this week, uh, lots of uh, good options out there, I think. Uh, Indianapolis is at the top of my list, um, playing Jacksonville in week one. Philadelphia playing the Redskins, number two. Buffalo with the Jets, number three. Baltimore um, has Cleveland, that's five. Um, uh, Actually, that's four. Baltimore, uh, Detroit. Kansas City, Carolina, Minnesota, the Jets, Cleveland, and then uh, honorable mention to the Chargers, New Orleans, and Tennessee as well. Okay. All right. Um, I actually have the Bills at the top of my list, followed by the Eagles. Uh, the, the Washington Football Club gives me some concerns. So I think defensively, anyone playing them right now is going to be a good call. Uh, the Steelers. Uh, sorry about your Giants. <laughs> I've got the Colts at four and the Lions running out my top five. The 49ers, Patriots, Broncos, Chargers, and Ravens, my top ten. Okay. Um, my avoid list have uh, Houston at the top, Rams second, Dallas, the Giants, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, the Patriots, Washington football team, or the team formerly known as the Redskins, if you will, <laughs> the Falcons, the 49ers, and the Buccaneers rounding out my uh, defenses to avoid list. Yeah, I've got the Falcons uh, at the top of my avoid list. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks, Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the old Washington football club, uh, the Dolphins, Bears, Titans, Vikings, uh, I think it, I think for me, honestly, the defenses are the hardest part of not having a preseason, trying to game out who's really good and who's not. And, like, 85% of the Cowboys' defense is already on INR, so I don't feel great about it. <laughs> well, we'll see if yeah, um, you know. 
we'll see for the Cowboys if they ever uh, reinstate Randy Gregory or not. Uh, he might be the healthiest guy we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, hasn't taken not a great. lot of hits. Lately. Not great out there. <laughs> no. All right. So on to uh, game predictions, shall we? Yes, yes. Only worth noting, okay. only two games this week will have any, even a small amount of fans at them. Uh, our Thursday night game in Kansas City and uh, the Colts at the Jaguars this week. Everyone else, empty stadiums. Yeah, it figures they would have to end at a game in Florida with everything that's going on there. But uh, It's not a hotbed at no. all. It's- no, Every, everybody's safe there, so <laughs> nothing to worry about or yeah. see. Yeah, okay. No big deal. Um, you get tickets for as low as $24, according to CBS Sports right now. So go for it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you think there'll be any scalpers in the parking lot? Probably. It's Florida. <laughs> be interesting. Okay. Um, so starting <laughs> off with the Thursday night, the traditional Thursday night kickoff uh, hosted by the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They're, as you alluded to, hosting the Texans, and I think the Chiefs are going to um, pick up where they left off. You know, they're one significant uh, loss for them you know, this off season was when uh, um, Damian Williams uh, opted out yeah. of the season, but they might have heard drafted this uh, rookie running back out of LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, to take his place. So <laughs> I think you know, the stability in the offense there, all the other key uh, you know, you know, position players, their you know, skill position players are back, and I think uh, Kansas City is going to have a relatively easy time of it. I love Deshaun Watson generally, but you know, he's uh, – Minus uh, DeAndre Hopkins now, and you know they've got to figure out how David Johnson. Can we say that maybe the, the Texans there. had the worst off-season moves out of anybody? Like, did, did Bill O'Brien just get drunk and start trading players? I mean, he. Uh, I just, I just still I, can't I don't understand the, it. I don't hate. I don't the, hate trading you know, DeAndre Hopkins David Johnson but, as much. Right, but, but the package you got for him especially with David Johnson, maybe going to get released anyway. But, like, if you look at, like, the next day, what Stefan Diggs got, you know, it just – maybe we could have tried a little harder, Bill O'Brien. That's all I'm saying. Just a little more effort. I don't know. I, I, I think David Johnson, if he's healthy – I mean, he was healthy at the beginning of last season with Arizona and was a, great when you know, he's healthy. ranked quite highly. So, you know, if he is healthy, then, yeah, I think that might turn out to be a worthwhile gamble for them. But – uh Time will tell. But anyway, um, just to keep things moving, uh, I, I think Kansas City will win this one fairly easily. I'll go with the final score of uh, the Super Bowl champs, 34, and the Texans, 24. Okay, we're, we're close. I also shockingly have Kansas City winning this. I've got them winning 33-20. Uh, so Deshaun Watson and that Houston offense still going to have fantasy value for sure. Um, just not as much maybe in other seasons. And no, Kansas City was playing football longer than just about anybody. So they've, they've been together a little longer. Like I said, not as much turnover, not as much change. So I just I think that gives them certainly an edge and the fact that they have so freaking much talent on that team. But anyway. <laughs> All right. For the first of the Sunday early games, we've got uh, the 
Las Vegas uh, Raiders, which sounds strange to say, but they're going to be making their Las Vegas. It's going to take us a while to get used to that. Yeah, they're they're making their uh, debut as a Las Vegas team by uh, traveling three time zones east to uh, take on the Carolina Panthers. And normally I would say, you know, a West Coast team coming east, you know, I would like the East Coast team for an early game. But the thing is, when we go back to the stability checkpoint, you know, the Raiders, as strange as it sounds, have more uh, stability, especially, you know, coaching coordinators and at the quarterback position than, you know, the Panthers Did you ever do. think you know, there'd Raiders be a time when me. we were like, John Gruden is a stable force in the Stable genius. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a world we live in. <laughs> so, um, but you know, going with that theory, I'm going to pick the Raiders in a field goal. But you know, this is one of the games that I, you know, is a real coin flip to me. But I'll go with the Raiders 27 and uh, Carolina 24. Good news. We are already disagreeing. We are. Things are as they should be. Um, yes, John Gruden, a nut job. Stability is good. We all know I like I, I like Derek Carr. The Vegas thing I think is very interesting. I'm not only interested in seeing how obviously going across the country sucks and <laughs> playing an early game when you're normally on West Coast time isn't always the best. Uh, it helps you're doing it the first week of the season versus mid-season. But I think it's also worth considering the fact that Uh, there are going to be different protocols and there's going to be testing and all kinds of other things that are going to come into play for teams that are traveling, especially if you're going longer distances, there's a lot more to consider. And I don't know if that will be something that plays a factor into this. I'm just intrigued overall by Carolina, the fact that pretty much everything's new. I mean, their defense is different. Luke Keekley retired in the off season. So they've got a new general there. You've got Teddy Bridgewater. You've got new coaching staff. It's new everything. And I think that could I know this is kind of going against my theory that stability is going to be uh, a bigger a bigger factor and a bigger deal for people, but I just think this Carolina thing could be interesting. I'm going to go with the Panthers this week, 27-21. Okay. Marking that down as our first of many group disagreements this season. At <laughs> least um, for game, game picks. Uh, next, we have a game that hopefully we're not going to disagree on, and it's one with fans uh, who probably will wish they weren't there by the end of the game. And that's Indianapolis traveling to Jacksonville. You know, Indianapolis has a new quarterback. Jacksonville doesn't, but I'm going to make an exception to my uh, stability criterion here and go with Indianapolis to win this one pretty easily. Uh, I'll, I think this is my blowout of the week, but I'll go with uh, Indianapolis 30 and Jacksonville 17. Okay. We were pretty close. I've got Indy winning 28, 17. Um, I, I really want to like the Jaguars. I want to like what's happening there, but I just have no earthly idea what's happening there. And I don't really think anybody else does either. So I think that you're right. There will be some fans there. They'll probably drink a lot of beer. And it's going to be really sad when there's only a handful of fans and you see them start to leave early. I think that might be one of the saddest things we'll see. <laughs> Maybe they'll be pressured not to. Maybe they'll lock the Maybe you, know, you get shamed into it. I mean, <laughs> Every person that's ever wanted to be on TV, this is your chance. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, oh. Next up, we have a game that I find uh, one of the more interesting games. We've got Miami at New England, and believe it or not, Miami is the more stable of the two teams. And just a quick note, too, you know, even 
from a, a pick'em standpoint, week one tends to be the best week of the season for road teams for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why that would be. But um, you know, it's weird. Can you think it'd be the actually, other way? Yeah, it's it's strange. I don't know why. Maybe everybody's tense or everybody's just kind of feeling their way the first week of the season. I don't know what it is, but uh, for whatever reason, road teams seem to have a slightly higher winning percentage uh, week one than they do uh, generally. So that'll be something interesting to see if that holds true this season or not. But, um, and in that spirit and also in the spirit of stability, I'm going to go with the dolphins and what's probably considered a mild upset here, but I'll go with uh, the dolphins uh, 30 and the Patriots 27 as they spoil uh, Cam Newton's Patriots debut. Yeah, I am shockingly also going to pick the Patriots to lose this game. I just I don't I don't like anything about it right now. Prove me wrong. Go right ahead. I know Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. I I've heard it. I've heard it. One of my best friends is a Patriots fan. Believe me, I hear it all the time. Um, but I I think Miami. I think they were much better than they got carded for last year. I think there's still a lot of stability there. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's no secret. And I just think this team is poised to. I guess quasi upset the Patriots here. Uh, I think that makes it a little more interesting in this division come come later on this season. But I have Miami winning twenty four twenty one. Close game, but still still going Dolphins here. Okay, next another game that hopefully we're not going to disagree on. Uh, one that will be near to your heart, if not dear to your heart, and that's the Eagles <laughs> traveling down to uh, face the Washington Football Team and oh, you know, probably get a lot of your. Uh, compatriots uh, upset there, but I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this pretty easily. It seems like the concerns about Carson Wentz's soft tissue injuries might be overblown a little bit, but even if they weren't, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, even if they have to, um, you know, fly, uh, um, you know, Nate Sudfeld up from, uh, yeah. you know, wherever to, um, you know, if they have to blow the dust <laughs> off of and they thought they'll do play Jalen Hurts, uh, I think they're going to be okay. But I, I think the Eagles won this fairly easily. I'll go final score of Eagles 30, Washington 20. Uh, yeah, I'm also picking the Eagles to win this game. I've got them winning 27-17. I just still laugh every time I see the depth chart with Wentz Hurts. It's just, it's just too easy. Um, but I think Carson Wentz is actually have a great game. Um, I think as long as he can stay healthy, and that's always a big if, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got a lot to prove. And for the moment, a pretty healthy team, a decent offensive line, I think I think he's poised to have a very good day. Yeah, well, you know that I live in the Philadelphia area here, and I did yeah. a draft last yeah. week with a bunch of Eagles fans, and Carson Wentz lasted until I think the 11th round um, he was the last starting quarterback taken, and he wow. was taken by me, which as a Giants fan really pained me. But uh, you know, I think I might have gotten yeah. myself a top five or top ten quarterback in the 11th round if he's able to stay healthy, which is, of course, a big if. But, I think so. Yeah, that brings up I one mean, other. I mean, even if you, only, if you other... only get eight weeks out of him, that's still pretty darn good. Well, here's here's the other thing. I drafted Daniel Jones a round or two later as a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. But then with all the yeah. turmoil and the running back position in Washington and Jacksonville and uh, the Rams this mm-hmm. week, I ended up cutting Daniel Jones to pick up uh, 
divine as Big Bo or Malcolm Brown or somebody. So what's your thoughts as to the general <laughs> strategy on only carrying one quarterback or one tight end at the beginning of the season to uh, give yourself uh, some lottery tickets at uh, running back or wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, early on in the season, I'm okay with it. Obviously, I'm I'm a big, big proponent of having two quarterbacks and two tight ends because I love playing matchups, especially down the stretch. Um, but early on, especially right now with so much uncertainty, it's hard to know who's going to hit, who's going to look good, and I'd rather ha- take the flyer on having the extra wide receiver or extra running back just ho- hedging my bets for who I can figure out maybe is going to stick more than somebody else. So I'm I'm with you right now. Okay. Uh, next we have another case of a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. And once again, I'm going to pick the uh, West Coast team. We've got Seattle traveling to Atlanta. I think this will be one of the higher scoring games of the day. Good veteran quarterback battle. Uh, Julio Jones is healthy. That should make it uh, a shootout, hopefully. I'm not quite sure what the, um, you know, how much uh, mileage the Falcons are going to get out of Todd Gurley. I actually got Todd Gurley as my uh, third running back in the third round of the draft last week. In the I think, draft, I think I was it's just such an interesting thing to watch. I I, I yeah, really think so, he could really really catch fire there, but it's just so hard to know. We've had so many down seasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even if he only gets fifteen twenty touches. Again, yeah, I would think that he would develop, you know, he would deliver a third running back value, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. But That's I'm going to sure. go with uh, Russell Wilson and crew to win this game again by a field goal. I'll say Seattle 31, uh, Atlanta 28. I'm actually taking Atlanta to win this game 34-30. Um, I, as we all know, I went on quite an impressive streak of picking against the Falcons last year. I am, I'm writing that week one. I'm on board. Prove me wrong, guys. I I really want I want this to work. There's so much talent. Uh, I think they're going to surprise some people. I think there was a lot of a lot of chaos and a lot of underperforming last year, but I think they're going to get it together this season. Okay, we we should probably do a two minute drill now just to make sure that you have time for some uh, daily fantasy stuff at the end. But uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. All right. I know we're going to disagree on this game, but I'm going to go yep. with the uh, home team in a stable situation. I'll go uh, with the Vikings 27 over the Packers 24. I'm going the Packers 28-20 over the Vikings. Okay. Um, I guess in the spirit of keeping things moving along, I won't uh, comment on that. Actually, I'm kind of curious. Equinamius St. Brown, any hope for him this season or not? I think so. I like him. I want it to work. I'm I'm trending more yes than no. Aaron Rodgers, I think, said at some point about a week ago that he was having the most impressive camp out of any of the wide receivers, but I don't know if that was just yeah, I mean, you know, him. You know, I mean, he's very used to throwing to 16 he... different guys in a game, so it's not like they're a picture of health at wide receiver core. Whoever's a hot hand, they'll throw to. So I, I think he's got a chance. Yeah, I put in a bid for him in a dynasty league today. I don't know if I got him yet. I'll check after the show. But uh, surprised a little bit to see somebody you know, um, whose name you know, barely fits on the back of his jersey you know, that was available. Yeah. But they have several receivers <laughs> like that. So, anyway, um, yeah. Buffalo hosting the Jets. Um, Buffalo is slightly more 
stable situation than the Jets um, personnel-wise, especially uh, when you consider all the Jets' new receivers. I know uh, Stephon Diggs is new in Buffalo, but uh, John Brown isn't, Josh um, Allen isn't, and I'll go with the hometown Bills to win this uh, so-called Battle of New York uh, 24-21. I've got this actually as my biggest biggest uh, <clears throat> score difference here. I've got Buffalo winning 27-14. Like I said, not, not real hyped on the Jets this week. Okay, um, Baltimore, Cleveland, I am going to pick the host uh, Ravens to win this game, but uh, not probably as easily as you have them winning, but I'll say uh, Buffalo, excuse me, they're not even playing in this game, Baltimore um, (laughs) at home uh, winning by a field goal uh, 24-21 over the the Browns. I I do have the Ravens winning this game. I've got it by a little bit more of a margin. Like I said, I'm worried about the Cleveland defense, period, and then the health of them. Uh, I've got Baltimore winning 31-24. Okay. Um, next up, we've got uh, Chicago traveling to Detroit. I'm going to pick another home team here. Um, going up against Mitchell Trubisky or um, Nick Foles, I think already you know their defense has an advantage. You know, losing uh, Darius Slay is, is a bit of a concern, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, the hometown Lions here, uh, 27-21 over the Bears. I'm taking them by an even bigger margin. I'm taking the Lions to win 30-21. Uh, also, I'm very intrigued by Adrian Peterson coming to town. That's something I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, I would – yeah, there, there's so much – yeah. He could very well lead that team in rushing, but it could also be uh, – could be Carrion Johnson or you know, DeAndre Swift. Uh, a lot of uncertainty there, so I'd avoid that running back situation if I could help yeah. it. Oh, so, yeah. um, next up, we only have three late games on Sunday, but uh, they're all decent games, I think. First up, yeah. we've got the Chargers traveling to Cincinnati for Joe Burrow's NFL debut. I'm going to say that that ends poorly for the hometown Bengals. I'll go with uh, the Chargers and their new quarterback, 27, over the Bengals and their new quarterback, 24. I've got I've got Los Angeles winning 28-23, so we're pretty much right on the same vein. I think Tyrod Taylor has a nice game. And Joe Burrow, welcome to the NFL, kid. Here's, here's your game speed. Good luck. Yeah, I, I picked him as a first-round pick in a dynasty draft in another league I'm in, so we'll see. Um, fortunately, I already have yeah. Lamar Jackson in that league, so no pressure. Oh, um, I think you'll be just fine. Uh, <laughs> so we'll <laughs> see. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, Arizona traveling to San Francisco. I'm going to pick a mild upset here. I'm going to go with Arizona 31 over the defending uh, NFC Super Bowl representatives 28. There you go. I'm taking Arizona. Surprise, surprise, 27-23. Okay. Um, a really interesting game. Uh, the Tom Brady, you know, quadrigenarians over um, in New Orleans against the Drew Brees-led uh, quadrigenarian quarterbacking situation. I'm going to go with the hometown here. I'll say the more stability, as you pointed out earlier. I think that adds up to a pretty convincing Win for New Orleans. I'll say final score, uh, New Orleans 34, Tampa Bay 24. Okay. I've actually got a closer. I've got New Orleans winning 30-27. I really enjoyed Robert Winkowski's work at WrestleMania. Not entirely sure how that's going to translate to mystical season football, but if nothing else, the Buccaneers games will be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the Sunday evening game near and dear to your heart, the Cowboys traveling to uh, – 
Los Angeles to play the Rams. I'm going to go with the high-flying Cowboys, who are probably my Super Bowl pick in the NFC, just to put a jinx and a hex <sighs> on them. But I'll say uh, Cowboys you. 30. You're welcome. Cowboys 34, <laughs> uh, Rams 31. I'm actually picking the Rams to win this game. Uh, 28-23, I have a lot of concerns about the Cowboys defense. I I love Mike McCarthy. I love a lot of what we're doing. I'm just not sure what the heck this team is going to do just yet. I'm worried about how many points we'll give up, but I'd love to be wrong. I'll call that your Charlie Brown special. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, just to see you and do the same thing, um, I'm going to take my hometown Giants to uh, lose by a, a single point, which is probably less than most people have them losing by. But I think uh, this go. game will be a shootout. Welcome back, Big Ben. But um, I think the Steelers will win this. I'll go to final score, 31-30. I'm very excited about the Steelers game. Very excited about Big Ben coming back. I have him winning 27-17. I do love me some Danny Dimes, but this is not his week. All right, and then to round out week one, we've got the Titans traveling to Denver and – Another uh, um, interesting battle uh, should not be too high scoring, but I'll go with the Titans by a field goal, 27-24. I actually have the Titans by a field goal as well, 24-21. So uh, a few a few less points, but same result there. Um, I think this is going to be a very interesting week, very interesting season. So we agreed we on 13 off. of the 16 games. That's too many. That's just too many. We are not in yeah. season four. We're obviously still in preseason form. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Try to do better uh, next week. Before we let you go, a couple of daily fantasy picks for you. I like to give you some value options. Obviously, it's a bit of a crapshoot this week, but, like, that makes it way more fun. Uh, Joe Burrows, I may not be hyped about his debut, but the price is right, and he's going to have to throw the ball. He's going to be playing from behind. Dwayne Haskins, same thing. Uh, there's not a lot that's good about this Washington team right now, and Dwayne Haskins is ahead of where I think he most people expect him to be. And a very, very low dollar amount there. Tyrod Taylor as well. At running back, Tarek Cohen, I said earlier I'm a lot higher on him than most people are. Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, another great value pick there. James White, Boston Scott, who we talked about earlier, and Sony Michelle. At wide receiver, pretty much everyone that Sherpa did not want to start this week. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, Alan Lazard, John Ross, D.K. Metcalf, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, at tight end, Chris Herndon, can't say enough uh, about how I don't love this Jets team, but I think Chris Herndon still still a great pick there. Jack Doyle and Hayden Hurst. And defense-wise, Indy, Seattle, and the Jets, all going to be good bang for your buck. Thank you so much for listening this week. We'll be back on our normal schedule Tuesday nights at 8.30 Eastern time starting next week. You can find us all week long all over social media at the 4th and Inches Show on Twitter. That's the number 4, THN Inches Show, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And like you said, good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. We'll see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.